we start the podcast. We're just like, let's fucking do this. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all we do. That's how I do it. I just um, get really amped up. Crack open the beer and Pan spill cracks. it on myself. Pan cracks. Uh, hey, everybody. It's me, your boy, Stu McElacaster. Yo boy. Yo boy. Uh, and we, we got a special guest today. And with me, as always, most of the time, once, <laughs> Matt Harper. Hey. That's great. We're doing it. We're doing it, baby. I was, I was on, have I only been on once? I might have been on your podcast a couple of times. I don't a remember. few times. It's been one time. It's it been a long time. In a hotel room on the road, I think we did one forever ago. Is that the one in Wisconsin when we did that mm, one in Lacrosse? Maybe, yeah. Uh, probably. Yeah. It was either in Wisconsin or it was the UP, which, I mean, is pretty equal as far oh, as things fuck. go. Oh, fuck. That's right. We did that uh, casino the, up in the Oh, in Harris, Michigan. Fuck, I forgot all about that yes, shithole. Oh, that's <laughs> the one where I sweared on stage <laughs> and the guy was like, that's one. Gave you one one rule. Do not even don't swear. It was do not say fuck. You could say, you could get there and say cunt, I guess, as far as his instructions. But right, right, right. You just cannot say fuck. And then. I did it when I was doing crowd work, though. It was. It was very conversational. Because yeah. the guy was just saying stuff and I was like, oh, you stupid fuck or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, Oh God! As I'm saying it, I'm like, why no? And he did. He did. Re- he was watching. It was like the NBA Finals or some nonsense. And right, he right. Popped up from his phone. He was watching his phone, <laughs> and he looked up, and then he went right back down to it. He was like, "What is? What's going on here? What is that? Oh, not much. Okay, yep. fair yep. enough." So uh, Matt sold, came up. I sold my first uh, shirt there. My first merch shirt. Really? He sold at that show. Yeah. The marinara shirt. Yeah. That's yep. awesome, I had, gotten them, I had just gotten them printed specifically for that show. I was like, hey, if I'm going on the road, yeah. I might as well bring something along yeah. with me. Yeah, I've always told people, yeah. like, if they if you're ever actually working the road, you might as well have, even if it's just a bumper sticker. For sure. If you can get, you know, 10, 20 bucks extra, it could be like, you know, a, a tank of gas to get you home. And I sold one shirt to two people. A man and a woman both came up and were looking at my shirts, and I'm uh, like, "Dude, I'm gonna sell two shirts. This right, is fucking awesome." Right. And they were looking at the shirts, going, "And I had two colors at the time. I don't uh, know why I did that, but I had two colors." And um, the guy was like, "Which color do you want?" And she was like, "I don't care, but we're both gonna wear it. So you better pick one that you want to wear." <laughs> and I was like, "You guys are just trading off on shirts, but yeah. so whatever." We're so. both gonna wear the same shirt. Yeah. You're a size small, honey, and I'm like a double X. Well, we're well, wearing the same shirt. We were in the UP. There weren't many size, size <laughs> smalls were, up in the there UP. There were not too many smalls. That is, I don't know if you've ever been to the UP, everybody, but it's a hearty uh, bunch up there. They they like their coleslaw. We'll leave it at that. Uh, but Matt came up to get the Jart shirt that I had for him, and then we're like, let's just do the fucking podcast. So here we are. We're going to do the podcast. Uh, Matt is the host, and I would just. Creator, yeah, producer, yeah, yeah. Uh, man in charge. We'll, <laughs> He's we'll nodding his head. We'll yeah, yeah. Of uh, another episode podcast, they drop episodes every Wednesday. I listened to the American Pie one today. Nice. I for whatever reason yesterday my mind went blank, and I, and it wasn't until like last night. I was like, oh fuck, it's Wednesday. <laughs> well, I was like, because uh, I was just like listening to music after I listen to all my podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'll just put on some music, and then uh, I could have been listening to your podcast. Yeah. Well, I did this morning, though. The American Pie, the 1999 classic, which is so weird that uh, the guy who wrote it was from East Grand Rapids right. and, I, and I based was, things. When, so when we do the podcast, I do zero um, research. Like I don't. I, that's what Mandy does. Right, and I don't it's allow my, When we first started, I used to try to do it, too, and we found oh. ourselves 
like overlapping information mm-hmm. and just kind of wasting our time. You know, like right. why why are both of us going to do all this research if if one of us is going to be the focus of it? So we just decided Mandy's going to do all the research and then I'm going to do all the technical stuff. So anything that she says uh, that's like her fun facts portion yes. are complete news to me for the most part. Right. So yeah, I had no idea it was based around Grand Rapids. Oh. I had no idea that the guy who wrote it was from here and Yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was fun to to learn that stuff as we went, which I'm yeah. hoping is also fun for the listeners. Too. I would I would think so. I mean, I legitimately do listen uh, pretty much every week. Yeah, and uh, I, the games that you guys play are fun. So you're, dumb. You're a big fucking game guy, dude. <laughs> if if you could play games while you're doing comedy oh, on yeah. stage, you would fucking do it for sure. All yeah. right, let's have some of the audience well, members come up, and even some of like the that karaoke show that I do is basically mm. like a live karaoke game show sort yes. of situation too. I mean, it's fun. I try to weave it into whatever I do. Yeah, it's fun. So explain, um, I, I know a little bit, but explain to me, one, how this whole podcast came about and how you partnered up with uh, Mandy. Okay. Uh, so Mandy was not like, Mandy was not my first choice for a, a co-host. Mandy, do you know this? Because I wanted it to be somebody who was a comedian, right? Like I okay. wanted, because they would also have a somewhat of, I, my thought was they'd have somewhat of a fan base, even at an open micer level. Sure. They'd have a bit of a following. And we, and so I poked around with a few people and tried to see if anyone was interested. And my idea was just so fucking dumb that I just don't think anyone was quite on board with well, my... Well, your, your, the original thought process yeah. was... So I, my intentions were to do it as a joke. I was going to maybe do 10 episodes tops, but every episode would be based around Groundhog Day. We were going to just keep doing the same episode over right. and over again with a new guest, but we were going to treat every guest as if it was our first first episode for a show. Right. And, uh, and I was like, we could maybe get 10 episodes deep, we'll release them all at once, it'll be a big joke, and then we'll never do it again. Right, right, right. And we got through the first, like, four, maybe five episodes, and we're just like, fuck this. Like, yeah, this yeah, sucks. Yeah. You'll kill yourself. My, my point was, like, all this research will have been done. All the clips will be the same. Everything else will be the same. But it'll be, we'll get a different spin on it from each guest. Right. And we did. I mean, it made sure. sense. Every guest we had was a completely different take on the movie. But, I mean, eventually, that's all you're... There's only about four or five different takes on that movie you're going to get. Yes. And also, we just wanted to die. Like, we wanted, we legit had to You were pretend. like Bill Murray in yeah. the movie. Please kill me. And we had to pretend that we were watching Groundhog Day for the first time every time, and it was awful. So, but I had pitched it to a couple of people, and then I thought of Mandy, because uh, Mandy and I grew up together. We went to sure. school together, um, and we had this weird relationship where whenever we saw each other, even if it was months between, it was just, we sort of picked up where we left off. And we basically communicated in movie quotes, like <laughs> nerds. Yeah, we just any in any situation, we'd have a movie quote to throw back and forth. And really, Mandy was one of the only people who kind of understood that when I would do it. So gotcha, gotcha. when I thought about it, I was like, and not to play angles or anything, but I was like, oh, it would be great to have a female <sighs> perspective yep. on the show. Yep. First of all, because. Who wants to just listen to a bunch of white? You male sound really pre- woke right now. Right, man. right. But I'm like, I'm coming at it from the angle though. I'm not like, yeah, yes. we needed to have a female. It was more of like, maybe we'll get some female listeners who are interested in a female perspective on the show too. Because sure. I'm super about numbers, and I know you're not supposed to be, but I want to make sure that people are listening. Oh, how many? I understand. You want right. the listeners, the number. Of listeners. I want to cast a wide net and see what yes. we can reel in. And I figured with a, a female perspective, it would open that up a little further. Sure. And the because our our guest demographic is very niche it's very like 
Yes. It's only comedians. West basically. Michigan comedians, yeah, right? more or less. Yeah. Yep. And so I thought maybe we'll get a few more. And and Mandy was super on board with it. Mandy has basically been our like benefactor during this whole process. Like well. she is throwing up the cash and I'm throwing up the like the time and effort as far the as the talent. Te- the technical side of stuff. <laughs> yes. Um to get it all like off the ground and, and moving. Like to so I had the equipment already. I DJ'd weddings. So I had microphones and the, the sound system and the mixers and all that stuff. And I was like, I guess we should just put this to use. And so we did it uh, for the first couple of years. We've been uh, in like a week or two. It'll be three years that we've wow. been. Which is unbelievable. That's amazing. But um, yeah, for the first couple of years, we, we were like, we have all the equipment to do it. And then now, obviously, since COVID happened, we've resorted to just strictly Zoomer Zoom Dammer, stuff. Right. Which, at this point, I don't know that we'll ever go back. I think we'll probably... Really? Yeah, yeah. I would like to, but just logistically, to get all of us lined up together in the same area, in right, the same spot, right. I think for a while it will be easy to do. Like, right. I think there'll be a lot of people that are like, fuck yeah, I just want to do anything live with I a person. want to get out, yeah. But I think after a while, it'll become another issue of like, all right, we have to pause life. Like, Mandy would have to drive almost an hour to get out to me to record. Oh, is that how far away yeah, she is? Yeah, oh. and so it was just kind of a grind for that stuff. And this has worked out well enough. Um, it also gives us the angle of having the YouTube channel as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I am so bad about posting the YouTube content. <laughs> and it's not even editing. Like, we do very little editing at all. We just sure. basically do a bumper at the front. We throw your commercial in in the middle. Yes! And then we bump at the back. But... It's the upload time it takes to just get a video onto YouTube. Right. And I'm, I would rather be doing other things. So sure. in, in yeah. lieu of doing that, I just edit the actual podcast portion, audio stuff, and then move on to something else. So I need to just hire a person, I think. I need to just give someone a stockpile. Because I have all the footage. I have right. all of the video in my computer. I just need to get it to someone else to be like. You can probably find somebody. Oh, I'm sure. So I'm sure. sure. If you're out there, hey. If you're listening. And you want to do that, let me know. For free. Real, real cheap. Yeah. <laughs> we'll throw a plug on the co- uh, podcast for you. I understand the concept, but like what made you go, let's do this? Um, I guess it was, I mean, another outlet for people to pay attention to me. Right. <laughs> um, sure. And because I just love movies. I grew up really appreciating and loving not okay so it's different when i say loving and appreciating movies i don't mean like the weirdos that are like this camera angle or or i consume everything by this director or anything like that like that's not how i consume movies but like if a story hits in a certain way that's just it's my new favorite movie and i'll watch it five or six times without caring like i know a lot of people are like one and done that's all I, I'm watching this movie one time. I'll never see it again, and that's fine. Sure. But I will consume movies over and over. Because over that's all, and over that's again. what I did as a kid. I didn't have, we. I mean, we were fairly, uh, we weren't very well off as as a family as when I was a kid, and yeah. so I basically just sort of lost myself in movies, sure. and that's where I kind of uh, landed. So, um, but the idea of being able to just review and make fun of movies, use my <laughs> equipment that I had to where I could pull clips. And I'm sure we'll eventually get in trouble for doing that if we get big enough for someone to notice us. Maybe, um, who knows? But that's the whole point, really. I mean, once I get in trouble, mm-hmm. once I get big enough for someone to say, stop right. doing what you're doing, it, then baby. I'm like, I'm good to go. Ah, yeah. oh, shit. So, but yeah, we, we pull clips from the movies and try to get iconic lines. And again, it's just, that's the way I talked to my friends was movie quotes and things right. like that. Saying dumb shit. Yeah, uh-huh. so it, it, that's just kind of how it went and how it worked out. How do you guys pick the movies? Uh, so what has been lately, we, we try to make it not, 
we don't want to make as much homework for our guests as possible. Like we don't we don't want to burden people uh, if we can help it. So we try to make it stuff that's streaming on like the big three. Right. Right. Um, if we can help it, there are a few occasions where we've been just like, "Fuck it, we're doing this movie." And like Amazon or American Pie. Yeah. Apparently, it's not streaming anywhere. And like, if you're, we so we ask the guests up front, like, "Are you willing to pay four dollars to be on the podcast?" Because sure. clearly, we're not in a position where we can pay people to be on. Yes. And it's even worse of a position when I'm now asking our guests, "Will you please pay <laughs> money to right, to right. Wa- uh, to be on uh, the podcast?" But. So have you ever to, had anyone go, fuck that? <laughs> we've, Hell no. We have switched movies before. When we have oh, found right. that there was a movie that was just impossible to find, uh-huh. we've had to switch gears and, and do a different movie uh-huh. altogether. But um, when it becomes too difficult to exp- – like, if someone were to come to me and say, will you please find and watch this super obscure movie? Right. And I'd be like, fuck that. There's, I'm just not going to put that much effort into it. I can't really expect anyone to do the same. So we kind of stopped um, – digging real deep i know there are a few movies that are super deep cuts for me in my life that i do want to cover at some point yeah but i think it's going to be probably down the road a little further before we get someone to to do those or where we'd have to track down even how to watch the movies and stuff can you can you give me an example of one um i mean there are some and there's other movies that i would like to do but i would have to be a very specific guest that would be willing to go through with it okay there's a movie called jerry that we bring up on the podcast quite often um i do not know this movie. it's and we haven't for a while because it kind of became like a sort of our own little meme that we were like i want to do this movie but i can't subject anyone to make them watch it isn't that bad it's pretty bad it's got um casey affleck in okay. it and matt damon Matt very, Damon. Very young uh, of, for both of them. Very early movie. Um, but it's Jerry with a G. And uh, it's basically them. They get lost in the desert. And they wander through the desert. And I like that movie. I think it's fun to see wow. how they react to getting lost. It's very little dialogue. There would be very few. It's on Tubi. There, yeah, I, I bet. Yeah. It's, <laughs> um, but I do recommend the movie. It's, it's crazy. It's worth watching one time. I wouldn't recommend you ever watch it again, probably. Okay. Um, so it's movies like that that I'm like, I am very interested in how other people like perceive the movies that I like. Is the cast only Matt and Casey? It really is. Yeah, because I mean, that's all few, the cast. That's yeah. all they list are those two dudes. Yep, like, there, what? There's very few uh, little mini like little sh- people show up eventually and stuff. Uh-huh. But it's legit them just wandering. It's like shuffling through the desert most of the time. Strange. It's very strange. But um, so there's movies like that. There's uh, a movie called The Cube that I want to do eventually. It's a Canadian film uh, where these people just wake up inside of a contraption. They're like inside of a of a room that they find out is part of a series of rooms that move together. So like on a clock, they'll all shift and then they get trapped inside this thing. It's like a big Rubik's Cube kind it's of. On, it's on, on YouTube. I was going to say, is that on Tubi also? No, but, it's on YouTube for nice. free. Hey, look at that. Wow. So there's weird ones that I want to Is it a to. horror movie? It yeah. sounds like a horror movie. Yeah, kind oh. of. Huh. Um, and there's a couple of people in it that uh, that you might recognize, but it's nobody famous at all. Right, yeah. I'm looking at the names. Right, like, I don't right. know any of these people. But probably if I saw them, I'd be like, oh, that fucking guy? We just recorded the episode for The Truman Show last oh, night. Oh, Jim Carrey. And that was another one that's kind of an obscure sort of weird. Like, you either yeah. like that or you hate it. And a lot of Jim Carrey movies are like that, too. Yeah. Like, we did The Cable Guy. Right, and Cable Guy was huge for me, and a lot of people just flat out hate that movie because it was just so dark. Yeah, it was just a weird turn for him, and right. very, very dark. But um, and I've always said that movie could have been if you change the soundtrack to the Cable Guy, 
it's a horror film. Like if you <laughs> if you if you darkened Stalker up Stalker yeah, kind of weird sure. shit. Yes, yeah. They do what they can to lighten it up and make the mood more of a, a hokey funny sort of scenario, but it's really a dark film if you messed up some stuff sure. on it, you know. But yeah, so things like that and uh you know, we'll get to those eventually. We'll get to the weird ones. I still want to do like even like animated films. I find it's weird for me to ask a guest to watch. Like, like I want a Disney film? Yeah, like I want to do Fer- not even Disney. Like I want to do Fern Gully at oh, some point okay. or like The Land Before Time. Those sure. ones that really like really hit when I was a kid. Like right. I really watched the shit out of these movies when I was a kid. Um and it'd just be fun to get someone's fresh take on it. Like right. someone who's never seen I've it before. never seen either of those movies. Yeah, so that's the sort of stuff that I'm <laughs> curious how someone watching it now for the first time would react to such a thing. Right, right. I think a lot of it, because it, it mean, and meant so much to you as a kid. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, I love this. But for me, I could watch Fern Gully now. Like, this is fucking trash. Right, right. It, it's basically uh, Avatar. <laughs> for, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, Fern Gully is, yes. is just Avatar for, for kids. Right. But before Avatar was a thing. So um, it's got every, like, it's even got like the, the, the home tree, like the, the tree of life scenario, the whole, it's legit, like almost a, a shot for shot. I'm, of, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've never seen. Oh, Avatar? Uh, yeah, I've either? never seen right. that either. I got I got Avatar uh, when I first bought my the, the Blu-ray player that we have. When I upgraded from DVD to Blu-ray, we wanted to get a Blu-ray to play why, in it. Why are you bragging, man? <laughs> right, right. Yep. Uh, this was clearly, it was five years after everyone else had already upgraded to Blu-ray. And I grabbed Avatar to watch with it. And the lady who scanned everything in, mm-hmm. scanned all of the equipment. Like, we got the Blu-ray player and some other junk that went along with it, some sure. cords and things. And then um, she put the movie across the magnet thing uh-huh. and then just chucked it in a bag. And never. So I never paid for it. I got, like, the collector's edition Avatar yes! movie. Yeah! Score! Like, I was like, am I going to take this back and pay for it? Fuck no. Fuck I'm no. <laughs> so. Freebie! That's right. So what I know, like the gist of the movie or the line of the movie is like movies that shaped our childhood. Mm-hmm. So what is like the newest movie that you've seen? We, Has anything been in like 2010? No, we we generally will cap it at like the early aughts. So we're like any 2005 okay. or, or prior. Right. I was born in '83. Sure. So if we're pushing anything past 2003, I'm like a full blown adult at right, that right, point. Right, and. Right. Although there are movies that have happened since then that I do appreciate and love and would like to maybe do on the podcast, they're just not part of that theme. They're not part of the like. Right. Well, pre- I didn't know if eventually you would maybe break it. Maybe you know once we once we dip through. But I mean, Mandy has a list that's a mile long. I'm sure. And and so do I. Um, as far as movies that we want to get through, <clears throat> um, so we'll never run out of movies basically. Right. And then if we do, we'll just continue past 2000 and, and right. carry on. You make but at that point, we'll be. You know, ten years into this, and it'll yeah. be older still than it was when right. we started. Right, like, two thousand eleven. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> um, it is amazing that you and Mandy, your takes on movies, even though you're the same age and mm-hmm. you're both movie buffs and whatever, you often disagree completely. I find that Mandy, Mandy, if you're listening, I find that you are way too fucking forgiving, Mandy. <laughs> yeah. You seem to like everything. You need to admit some of the shit's just fucking garbage. Mandy is a sucker for a love story yes. and a, a sucker for a happy ending. So anytime yes. a movie has a happy ending, it hits a soft spot in her is heart. Is that a chick thing, I though? just don't know. Maybe I just don't have that. I don't know if I don't have the <laughs> well, soft spot. Well, you're not spot. a chick, dude. But the thing is, like, I, and this is happening more and more lately, I will find myself, like, tearing up at, at movies with that, like, big pivotal 
yeah. point and like sure. the, or the big resolve at the end. And I don't know when that happened. Like I remember, I don't know if this is a thing that all people go through, but mm. I remember being a child uh-huh. and seeing like people watching a movie and like my parents will like tear up right. at like, you know, fuck when Rudy scores the touchdown or whatever, gets right. to put it, gets on the field or whatever. Forrest Gump says something. Yeah, right. And then people are like, oh my God, this is so emotional, right? Right. And I never felt that until one, I, it just, it must have just been one day. Uh-huh. The, the switch goes off and you're like, oh shit, this applies to like real life. Like this yes. is, this makes more sense than it used to and it hits harder. Like it hurts more or it's, the joy is overwhelming now. Relatable stuff, yeah, maybe. I get. Uh-huh. And, I can and understand. So I just and I don't know where that switch happened. Well, that's called empathy. Yeah, Matt. Right. I don't know. You finally had. I was a little worried empathy. about it though when I was a kid. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I am an unfeeling <laughs> asshole. <laughs> am I soulless? Am I the fucking evil spawn of Satan? <laughs> but I think it has because of that. I think it's like doubled now. Like I, I will get like weepy, teary at some movies. Like it's weird to mm-hmm. to experience that. I get that way. I yeah. can't lie. I get. I get. That, I get that way watching Avengers movies. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 Jamie will be watching it with me, or was watching it with me, and she'd be like, "The fuck's wrong with you?" Like, I know, Jamie. I'm aware. Just, right. And I try to hide it. Like I'll try to hide it from my wife or my daughter. <laughs> and I'm like, nothing, nothing. There's just te- uh, tears fell in my eyes. That's right. I don't know what the hell happened. And how? Um, so I know we kind of discussed how you pick movies, but then like. One week isn't Mandy. The next week is you. No, um, sort of, kind okay. of. We'll 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 kind of tra- trade off on that, and we'll also trade off on guests too. And we will, um, like, what's crazy now is it's been a year out since I've really seen or met anyone new. And right. So yeah. there will be yeah. comedians that I'm really only aware of, uh, based on their Facebook presence or. Like sure. someone will come to us, like someone will will friend us, huh. and I feel like it's knowing that there's the podcast and the rooms that I run, and there's potential sure. like, you know, there's potential work to be had on top of that too, which has been nice for us to to sort of meet these new people. Right. Um, but every once in a while, Mandy will be like, "Hey, there's this new open micer that I saw, or that I've I've friends with on Facebook that seems super funny and." really genuine and, and, and very smart and, and, you know, whatever, things like that. And so we'll uh, kind of trade off on that, too. Okay. Or we'll find a movie. A lot of times we'll find a movie that pairs well with a person. Sure. Think, too. Right. So we've had things like when we had uh, Carl Sobel on for Cocktail. Right. That, yeah, you know, that obviously well. made sense. His um, bartending with Carl Sobel, if people don't know, he does this little... Did, I think it's been a while since yeah, he's done yep. any, but he would do little... Quick YouTube clips of making drinks, and they were hilarious. So, so every now and again, we'd find a movie that would pair well with a either with a joke that someone had, or just the the type of sensibility that a sure. comic I would think they would like this movie, stuff like that. Now, now uh, that you're doing mostly Zoom, mm-hmm. have you reached out to like uh, like maybe some bigger name comics? We, I mean, yes, uh, not not terribly bigger name, but we have reached we've extended our net again we've we've sort of widened out who we think we might be able to get on from regional stuff like so we've gone to some folks from chicago area we had brian hicks on. oh yeah brian's great yeah he, he was uh-huh. awesome and i would love to have i need to contact him and get him back sure. on again um we had uh there's a a podcast out of chicago um called hey riddle riddle and the, the guy does another one called hello from the magic tavern oh. um and I love both of those podcasts, and I just, out of nowhere, because they had been affected by COVID as well. Sure. They used to do live shows. They're all improvisers. What? And 
they um, they would do improv shows and things like that. that's how they made their living and they weren't doing any of that stuff and so they were just kind of bored hanging around and they were so at the end of each episode they would say if you guys want us to guest on your podcast let us know because we're not doing shit like we're just right. sitting around the house so out of nowhere I just sent them an email and was like hey would you do this and their podcast mm-hmm. is a well known I mean it's clearly it has much more of a listenership than mine did right yeah so i was like this guy's gonna slum it and come over to our podcast and he agreed i didn't ever expect him to agree but they did um and we you know we were able to record with that guy like and it didn't do what i had hoped it would for the podcast right it did like wonders for my ego uh, yeah my not not just my (laughs) but like the idea it brought to to the forefront the idea that i could maybe get people to do this show that I never thought would yeah, do it. There's nothing wrong with asking. The worst okay. they do is tell you to go fuck yourself, which is what you were doing anyway, so right. who cares, right? Uh, the coolest thing, though, uh, we did a movie, we covered the movie Angus, which I know yes. a ton of people have never seen or heard of. But I love that movie. We did that episode with Megan Connington Heath, but uh-huh. uh, shortly after we did that episode, and of course, on the Instagram, we always post the augmented posters. Yes. So I'll take the, the actual stock movie poster and I'll replace the face of the star with our guest or some combination of myself or Mandy and the guest. And Charlie Talbot, I think was his name, the kid who played Angus, uh-huh. uh, liked and followed us on what? Instagram. And I was like, no shit. Like, <laughs> he didn't do a ton of work after Angus. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he didn't do much of anything. He had some small bit part in, like, the Sin City movie. Uh-huh. Uh, he was, like, a cop. It was, like, a rain, a scene in the rain with a cop, and he was in that, and he's right. been in a few other things and some other projects, too. But I've considered just contacting that guy. But I'm, I'm so sad that we already did that movie. Like, it uh, would be so great to have him on. Do Sin City. Yeah, right? Yeah, just Dude, like, we're doing this movie that you were in. You right. want to be our guest? And I, it might be more interesting, even for me, it might be more interesting to force them to watch a different movie and see if it also affected their childhood, too. Because sure. the guy's roughly the same age as me. I was going to say. So he would have been affected by the same stuff. Probably, and, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's been weird little... Uh, events like that that have happened that have kind of made this right. whole project more interesting. But I'm hoping that there is more of that stuff down the road. I just have to have, be confident enough sort that, of. I'm, that I'm not bothering. I'm always worried that I'm bothering somebody. You're emailing somebody. Right, That's right. it. You're not. It's not. You didn't show up at their house or anything. You <laughs> sure. didn't fucking start talking to them in a grocery right. store or whatever. And I'm not going to bring them on and force them to eat. Cold, yeah. Cold yeah. Come on, dude. That cold, yeah, we did. Before we started the podcast, we did a little uh, Facebook Live. Matt, I discovered that Matt had never eaten coleslaw before. I was like, what the fuck? So we ate some coleslaw, and he tolerated it. I which did. I take that as a win. Yeah. I take that as a win, man. I'm not going to lie. Thumbs up. Um, I forget uh, that I am uh, older than you guys. Sure. I'm, old, I'm older than you by like 13, 14 years. And so your takes and perspectives on things are different than mine because an example of American Pie yesterday, you were – Hey, when did you guys see American Pie for the first time? And everyone's like, I was like 10 and 16. And Dude, like, there were people that, I was 29. Yeah, <laughs> there were people that were legit. Like, I watched this when I was 11. And I'm like, Yeah, that's creepy. What, who is letting you do this? Right. You, were you in foster care? Like, why the fuck were you watching this not, shit? So, like, I could almost see getting away with that now, right? Because everything is on demand. Everything you can just yes. go off to your room. Like, some kid could go up to their room. They've got, I mean, my daughter is 10 and she has a smart television in her room. So right. she could potentially go on to Netflix if she wanted to and watch American Pie. Sure. But like back then, you know, yeah, 20 years ago, you or whatever, had to yeah. like find the VHS tape, right. find a TV in your house that wasn't being used yeah. 
and fucking watch, or just watch it in front of your dad, I guess. <laughs> dad, dad, <laughs> check this shit out. <laughs> Look at that pie. Should we fuck it? Yeah. yeah, we should. Let's fuck it. So it's just funny to me too when you guys are talking about this. I'm like, like I was, I was 29 because that's how old I was when the movie came out. I saw it in the fucking theater. Right. I fucked a pie when I got home. <laughs> McDonald's pie. That you guys brought that up. You're like, was it a McDonald's pie or whatever? And I'm like, going, that would be an interesting thing to fuck because it's like dick size. Right, it's right. like got a dick size pie. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like a flashlight or whatever. Like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, I love this McDonald's pie. Edible flashlight. There you go. <laughs> That's a whole new marketing campaign. Oh no. More That's like gross. Dick Donald's. Hello. Come on. Come on. I'm Hello. Gonna, all right, I'm gonna take off. Let me. Oh, that's the podcast, everybody. Thank you for coming. Um. What it what has been uh, the worst movie in your mind that you guys have recorded? Groundhog Day. Well, for other reasons. Yes, but, uh, yes, yes. The movie. So I had absolute high hopes, and I I would never force someone to watch a movie that I know is bad. Yep. Like that just wouldn't. Even if I thought it was good as a child, if I had somehow caught it again down the road and it was terrible, I'd be like, well, clearly that's a dud. There's no. We will get no joy from watching this movie again. Sure. Right? But I was convinced that the movie Flight of the Navigator was the greatest movie of all time when I was a kid, oh, right? I, yes. Uh, I remember it being... So, and I, I'm not a fan of sci-fi, but this yep. was kind of sci-fi. It was a little bit of time travel. It had the voice of Pee Wee Herman in it. I was like, this is this is banger for like <laughs> right, a kid, right. dude. Like, banger, this is, dude. This is going to be amazing. So we had Nick Lydorf come on. And even I still during, want to call him Nick Lydorf. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't even know if that, which is which is correct, so... He'll tell us. Um, he clearly is going to listen. He to clearly us. listens. Um, and I had him come on, and even during the pre-show, like emailing back and forth, we knew that it was going to be trash. Like we had started mm. watching it, and we were like, "Because I'll sometimes I'll, I'll message the guest, and I'll be like, if there's a particular part that you loved that you need us to talk about, make sure you let me know because I'll pull a clip specifically from right. that part, and then we can use that as kind of a jumping-off point." And just the conversation back and forth from that was just like, this is, I like, I am so sorry that we made you watch this. <laughs> but I'm like, hopefully at least we can have fun with, like, fucking with it. Like, with, with right, calling right. out its shortcomings and, and trying to see if we can fix it. Like, what, what what can you do to this movie to make it better? That sort of stuff. No, I've never seen the movie. Okay. I, I remember when it came out. I've Disney never seen Plus. It. It's on Disney. Okay, so maybe I will watch it. But, um. It, was it one of those movies that you saw when you were a kid and you're like, this is the fucking greatest of all time. And then never saw it. And then you never saw it again. It. So then when you watch it as an adult, you're like, oh, I was dumb. Yes. Yeah, it was absolutely, it was almost as if it and, were a fresh watch. And that's it. why I don't want to do that, though, because this shit meant something to me as a kid. <laughs> yeah. And like, ah, fuck. And that was... Um, I recently purchased Cannonball Run, which came out in 1981. And in 1981, I, it was the greatest. Fucking it was movie the greatest of all time. movie of all time. And I, uh, I was like afraid that I would watch it now and be like, "This is garbage." Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those movies that just, it just had a shit ton of stars in it from yeah. from 1981. And uh, but when I rewatched it, I uh, thankfully I was like, "This still holds up, Thanks. more or less, more or less. It still holds up." But that, that would be something I would be very afraid of. Yeah, to, to sure. ruin to ruin your memories from when you were a kid. Yeah, and I think I think movies it's got a special spot in people's hearts too. But I also think it's the same with music too. Right. And I would hate to. I I don't think I would like to to run as much as I enjoy music. I don't think I would ever enjoy doing a podcast that's about 
old music or music from our childhood sure. because that would happen way too often and I would feel like I was constantly having to like defend my choices or make people realize how good it really was or you know or just having it be a product of the time like like this was good back then I promise this you is know? what it meant to me right. at the time so yeah yeah for sure where with a, and I don't know what it is that makes it so impersonal about a movie but I legit don't care what the guest thinks in fact a lot of times <laughs> Not Perfect. That I, not that I don't care, but I, I, I really think an opposing opinion is way better. It's way more fun to work with right. than someone who's just going to constantly agree with you the whole time. And that's where, when Mandy and I disagree with things, it helps to move everything forward. Like, it helps us to progress the sure. episode forward and not just sit there. And, and we always talk about how, like, we don't mean, because we talked to the guests beforehand and we're like, please do not feel compelled to like this movie. Right. We're not making you like it. We're making you watch it to see if you still do or right. whatever. Right. And uh, I would much rather discuss the, the, you know, the, the intricacies of, of their dislike of a movie that I thought sure. was great as opposed to just having us all suck the movie's dick for like an hour. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, the there's, no, all time. there's nothing great about when there's no conflict. Like you watch everything because there's a conflict. Every movie, there's like a point in it where it takes a turn. There's an obstacle to overcome or whatever. And you're like, this is, like you said, the driving point of the movie to get us towards the end. Sure. And, and if everything was like, oh, it's the fucking greatest. I'm like, oh, okay. So, and that's when um, I was one of the guests for Groundhog Dad. I think I was maybe the fourth or fifth. Uh -huh. And I remember I was the one who had a differing point of view because I f had never seen the movie and I Which fucking I hated it. It was unbelievable that you had never seen it. I know, that right? Point. All right. It being is weird. Being a comedy, uh, being a comedian, someone yes. who consumes comedy. And I like Bill Murray. And being a Bill Murray fan, you would think that would be one of his top, like if you Google sure. Bill Murray movies, I feel like that's got to be in like the top five or ten, I would oh, think. I'm sure, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, and so... I hated it. And so when I came in with that perspective, I wanted to drive it home. I was like, this movie was shit. The, the greatest part is, and which, of course, everyone has this thought, but no one is willing to say it except for Stu McAllister, <laughs> that, like, when does he just start raping everyone? And I was like, yeah, yes, finally. That. Finally someone's coming in. Because I wasn't willing to say it. <laughs> when does he just fuck the shit out of everybody? Everybody, because what are your consequences? Yeah. Every day you just Done. wake up and fuck it again. Right, do it again. <laughs> Nobody remembers. Let's do it all over again. I had some fun. Have you seen the movie, speaking of Groundhog Day, going off, the movie that was on Hulu, uh, Palm Springs? Did you see that movie? No, I, I heard you talk about it. And yes. I know it was something similar to Groundhog Day. Yes, they just kept reliving the same day. Sure. But he wasn't, uh, in, in Palm Springs, there was more than one person who was kind of reliving the same day. Okay. Yeah. So they relived it together. And so then it was, you know, their, no spoilers, but it was them figuring out their relationship and everything else that was going on. And uh, it was just uh, a comedy as well, too, but there were some dark turns sure. in it. And uh, I, I love that movie. I was very fearful that it would have the same kind of vibe as Groundhog Day because yeah. I'm like, this is the same shit, but it, it, was, uh, it was unique into itself. So That's what I loved about Groundhog Day. I thought this idea, again, the idea was going to be amazing is what my, my thought Sure, was. yeah. Because, like, how many people will watch Groundhog Day and pull something totally different from it? Like, a lot of people are like, oh, if I just learn to live my life the right way, everything will work out for me in the end. Right. Or there's some opposing force against me that's trying to make me be a better person. Right. And it's just, it's my responsibility to choose the correct path. Or, like, they teach 
Groundhog Day in like philosophy classes in college and shit. Really? Like, it's become part of like the curriculum of a lot of like, not even just film classes, but like like philosophy shit sure. that are like Buddhist uh, people like cling to it as far as like reliving your life to the best potential and eventually you reach a point where you've become enlightened and, and it just it's a weird do you believe any of that bullshit no no but <laughs> no not at all not, not really no i was never um karma no i'd in the moment i would think like if something bad happens to me i'm thinking well i must have done something to deserve this i guess in the moment but looking back at it from you know from a distance from it i'm just like well that fucking just happened it happens to everybody it's not there's nobody that's causing any of this to happen but you know so I would encourage everybody to go listen to the podcast, another episode podcast on your favorite podcast platform. I listen on CastBox. I can't lie. CastBox is my favorite. I'm probably the only one out there who uses it, but I enjoy CastBox a ton. Uh, and follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, so enough of that. Enough about your podcast. Sure. Let's talk about comedy because that, I mean, that's how you and I met originally yep. through doing some open mics and you've run some shows and everything yourself. And you and I've worked on the road several times. Like, how did you get to the point? Cause everybody asked me like, how'd you get interested? And it's a dumbass question, but I'm going to ask it of you. Sure. <laughs> um, so I, when I was in school, I focused mainly on, when I was in high school, I focused mainly on art. Yes. And I did art and I watched a lot of movies and I had a buddy of mine who was like, we should join the theater program and do some skits. They had a, a student ran uh, variety show. They would do two plays wow. and then one variety show. And the variety this show, was in high school? Yeah. Wow. That's and pretty progressive. The one variety show was run by, mostly run by students and you could write your own stuff or, you know, obviously do little one act play things or... There would be people who would uh, musicians that would perform and stuff like that. So, this buddy of mine was like, "Let's do the Chris Farley bit, the um, motivational speaker guy, the Matt Foley bit." Sure. Except he rewrote it and he said it's going to be Matt and his brother Pat. He was going to have a sibling, and we were both going to do it. We were both big kids. Okay. okay. We both kind of looked like the Chris Farley character. Right. We dressed up very similar. We basically just did. So he had a couple of different versions of that skit that he did on SNL, and we just sort of melded them all together. So yeah. we became like him and his brother, uh -huh. and we were both just shitbags, right? And we performed <laughs> in that, but then they also, the students that were doing other skits and shows would have, open, like they would like, we need more people, can you guys do other things in different sh different um, acts? And so we're like, I'm here already, I guess, we might as well do it. Yeah. And it just opened me up to performing and being part of other stuff wow. and writing skits. We The, the students, the... Um, we were called the DK TAC was our like the theater arts company. Where does um, that come from? Delton Kellogg. It was oh. the school that we went to. So it was um, gotcha. so the students that were involved in the theater program would write the final skit and we get like a fifteen minute skit at the end. And That's so, a long fucking I know, skit, right? dude. And so fifteen minutes. A skit should be like five tops. But that was the big cap at the end of the show. It was yeah. like it all kind of leads up to this one final right. thing. And so I got involved in writing for that, and I thought that was just amazing that I could write stuff that other people would say, and it was funny, and people could, you know, perform it on stage and stuff. So I did that for a while. Uh, from that point on, which that was my sophomore year, I think I started with that. Um, I was in every place since then, all wow. of the, all the plays that we had. Um, I would do everything from uh, supporting roles and stage managing and background stuff. We did lighting and, and sound equipment and all that stuff. So I got involved in a lot of that. 
um, I was being sent to like workshops at the Civic Theater to learn how to do stage no management shit. and things, and it was it was really neat. It was yeah. very interesting stuff. Um, but clearly, performing was more my interest, and okay. I was definitely not a leading man, so I didn't get a lot of those like lead roles, but I would get a lot of the supporting roles. And now, <clears throat> I'm not I'm not gonna be. Uh, if you call me an asshole now, I won't blame you sure. at all. Your physique doesn't seem to lead itself towards that. That's but let's call that bullshit. <laughs> sure. I Can guess. we call that bullshit? I hate the fact that a leading man has to be like this ruggedly handsome fella. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how many fucking people are like that? I, I Legitimately, I can name like maybe two people that I really know that I would say are ruggedly handsome. Sure. It doesn't, the rest of the world, like 98% of the world is like, we're all schlubs. Right, right. Right, and I, I really do think more of it was me not not thinking I was able to do a role like that, and also in most of those roles on stage, you would also have to like kiss the girl at the end. Yeah, yeah, and perk, that, baby. That part freaked me out. Ah. I was like, not not that I wasn't able to do it. It's just I didn't want to force a, another person yeah, yeah, yeah. to to do that. You know, it just felt sure. weird to me. Sure. So in doing all of the theater and stuff, and talking to my director they actually picked a play where the lead role was not like a love interest. It was the, it was our town. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh yeah, sure. So the, I, with the narrator. Yeah. And uh-huh. I played the narrator. I played his, the character name is stage manager. So sure. I, I was the stage manager in our town and it was the largest role that we had had up to that point. Right. Like, yeah. Just so many words to memorize yeah. and just, and you kind of drive the whole thing. Right. Um, so I did that for a while and that was great for me it was like a real boost to the whole like oh i can do this and be a lead person and and perform in front of people and so from that uh we spun that into doing improv and i know improv is a sour point for a ton of comedians yeah you either, you either, I, I vacillate on it a lot yep. so uh-huh. yeah you either love it or you hate it so we sure. did improv and uh, we had a little core group that we had started and we had gotten to the point where we were starting to rent out theaters in Kalamazoo and we were starting to charge ticket prices and making wow. a little bit of cash. And yeah. We had gotten ourselves kind of paired up with another troupe from Kalamazoo and we would do kind of um, like guerrilla format sort of games against each other and try to, you know, it was all, we were all in on everything and it was just all fun and games, but it, we, we would per, we would perform against each other to win an arbitrary prize and uh, people seemed to sort of get a, behind that for a little bit. We had a little bit of a following with that. And then one of our core members just dipped. He was just like, I'm done doing this, and I don't want to do it anymore. And everything just sort of fell apart. And that was shortly after high school, and then I just did nothing. I did a lot of karaoke, and uh-huh. I did a lot of, like, I started hosting trivia, things yeah. like that. But nothing where it was. You've always had your fingers involved a bit. in entertainment. Yeah. Because you did the DJing, too. <laughs> yep. And then, so we went, my wife and I went on our anniversary dinner. We ended up at Shakespeare's in Kalamazoo, right. not knowing at all that it was a comedy club in the basement or that it had yeah. been a comedy club in the basement prior. Fucking the, uh... The uh, Laughing Post? Yes, Laughing yeah. Post. Which that Shithole. was... That was even before my time. Oh my God, I performed during the Laughing Post, so I got stories. But they, uh, but they were trying to bring it back, and, yeah. and old Bobby Fredericks was down yeah. there. Um, and in, uh, Jordan Francisco was was part of it as well back then, and I knew Jordan because I went to school with him. Jordan oh, and I went, I went to high school together. Yeah, yeah. And so we saw the little standee on the table while we were oh. eating, and we, after the dinner, we were like, "Hey, let's go downstairs and see what Jordan's got going on for this comedy show." We went downstairs, watched it, and a good 90 percent of it was just pure shit. Shit. It was, was so it was like an open mic or yeah. showcase. Yeah, it was okay. all open mic. Uh huh. 
Um, but that was when I met a ton of the people that I'm now like close comedy. I say close friends with, but it's really just close comedy friends. Comedy like, I wouldn't. There's a difference, right? I wouldn't There's like a difference. like these people aren't gonna like come to a barbecue, but they'll like like a picture of my kid on Facebook. They'll be like, <laughs> oh, that's cute. Like, whatever. Yes. Um. So I met a lot of the core group of those Kalamazoo comics wow. on that show. Um, a lot of people doing some really interesting things and a lot of people just doing some absolute trash. Wasting right? your time. Yep, things. yep, yep. Yeah. So I'm talking to my wife during the show and I'm just talking shit, you know, and I'm like, dude, I could do better than this just right the fuck now. Like That's I could how legit, it starts. I could walk up there right now and do better than this person on stage is doing right now. And she sort of poked me in the chops and was like, well, then fucking do it. Like if you're going to talk some shit about it, get up there and make it happen. So I walked over to Bob and I said, what do I have to do to get on stage? And he said, come back in two weeks. And we'll put you on. And so I wrote what essentially is a lifetime's worth of, of funny things that happened to me. Sure. Which equated to about three minutes worth of jokes. <laughs> yep. And I was like, dude, this is fucking easy. Like, we got this. No problem. So I went up and did my first couple of sets. And everything went fine. It was like, it didn't go poorly. I got good enough laughs to be into it and not completely uh, off-put by the whole process. Right. And that's what hooked me, I think. It was just... It wasn't bad enough the first time I ever did it. Because I am notoriously, uh, I will avoid anything at all that I am even remotely bad at. Like, I, I don't, I do not enjoy anything that I'm not good at. So how does coleslaw fit in that? <laughs> right, right. I'm, just, I'm bad at coleslaw. Uh -huh. Look at me. <laughs> Speaking of physique, I, just, I do not look like I should enjoy coleslaw. But, um, mm. Yeah, so we started there. And then that worked uh, for a while, just doing the open mic stuff. Sure. Worked for a minute. Uh, and then I just started getting more invested in it, more serious about it. Started doing, um, started getting like little stickers made for stuff. And I'll be like, now I've made the stickers. Now I got to yeah. find a place to sell them. So let's try yeah. getting on the road and doing some some actual paid shows. And somehow I tricked enough people into paying me to do jokes. And that's how I felt. Right, man. right. I've conned you into thinking I'm okay. For sure. Is that still weird for you? Like, do you ever get a paycheck from a gig and are like, I I don't know why they gave me this, and then you yeah. just yeah. Now, I think it, it, you eventually get to the point where you're like, ah, this should be more here. Sure. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, eventually that happened to me too, I guess. Yeah. But, like, the first few years or months or yeah. whatever of doing, like, legit paid gigs, I would leave the place like I stole something. I'd be like, this, sure, like yeah. they gave me all this money and I can leave. Yeah. And by all this money, of course, it's much less. But it, yeah, much less than it should be, but, yeah. but much more than I was getting doing open mics, clearly. Um but I remember the first time I, that I, the first time I ever did bad. And so it, doing good and getting paid and feeling weird is different than doing terrible and right. still getting paid. Right. The first time I ever did terrible and got paid was a show. Steve Ayat was the headliner, uh -huh. and he's amazing. Yeah. If you haven't watched Steve Ayat, he's the greatest of all time. Uh, don't look for him on Facebook because you won't find he, him. He has no social media presence at all. There's more on the internet. If you look up Steve Lott, You'll yes. find more about Steve Ayat than you will if you look up Steve Ayat. Right. Because everyone spells his name wrong. Uh, but we were doing a show for, like, the Yacht Club of Muskegon or something. Oh. Or Holland, maybe. It was, like, the Holland Yacht Club or some nonsense. Uh -huh. And, the, like, the mayor of Holland was in the audience. Wow. All the big wigs. Yeah. And I was just like, the these people, people own – these people's boats are worth more than my life will ever be. Like yeah. that, And I just felt really awkward. And I'm up there talking about, like – fat guy poor guy problems and none of them care at all <laughs> and i'm just eating shit the whole time yeah. and i was supposed to do like 15 minutes i might have done like 12 and just been like i'm out like that's 
That is as good as this is going to get. Sometimes it's better to bail early than like try. I'm going to dig myself out of the hole sure. and like, nope, you're not bail. But they had uh, they had also offered us a meal too, and it was like nice. a fancy like yacht club meal. Yeah. And I'm sitting off on the side, just sort of like drowning my sorrows in like a weird steak, and I'm right. like, just like let me get out of here, please. And Steve goes up, and he doesn't do any jokes. He's just shitting yeah. on everyone. Right. And it's like no one's ever talked to them that way. They're like, no one's ever called. <laughs> no one's ever stood up to me before. Right, and they loved it. They yes. were just eating it up. They're like, right. oh, shit. They're, they're talking like the guy on the table next to him. It was like, oh, my God, they're talking shit about uh, Gary over here. <laughs> I can't believe anyone would say that about Gary. That's what we've all been thinking for years. And now they're all like, the whole place is erupting in right. applause. That's, you know? Steve was good at the crowd work. For sure. That's the good stick. And then they gave me, that was the first time they gave me a check in an envelope. And I was Whoa, like, they just handed it. Yeah, to and I was, I was afraid to look in the envelope. Yes. This it just was going to be a piece of paper that says "Get the fuck out" and never, <laughs> never come back. You know? um, God damn it! Why'd we hire you? But like, I just shame ate that steak and then just left the building. Like, oh my god, that was over, and I'll never have to deal with sure. these people ever but you again. You came back. But, yeah, you came back, and you did comedy again and again and again, mm-hmm. and that's the thing of uh, taking your lumps, sure. right? Everybody takes their lumps. I always hate it when everybody's like, I've never eaten shit. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> You've eaten shit. You just didn't know you ate shit, you dumb fuck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's so hard. I, I don't, yeah. People just can't see it. People are, I don't know who, how, what happened in that person's life to not allow them to know that they're, they were awful. At least just once. I mean, mental at least this illness, time. drugs. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that happened for a while. And then I, it was still doing trivia during that time period and where I, I was doing trivia at the Waldorf yeah. in Hastings. And I think they approached me. They found out I did comedy and were like, hey, why don't you do some of that stuff here? We did an open mic for a while. Yep. The open mic was poorly attended by audience members, <laughs> but the comics seemed to really love comics it. Comics loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Because they were giving the comics, I think they gave the comics like two free drinks Something and half like off their food and yeah. everything. And very seldom at an open mic do you even get any get any perks at all. So the idea no. that they were giving away half of the food and, and free drinks and people were coming to do the show. Yeah. So I knew I had no shortage of comedians, but it was on a Monday night and it was just tough to get the regular. Hastings, in. small town, it's you know hard. And I have no idea why we said let's try it upstairs once. Let let's do a legit show upstairs with like a real headliner. Sure. And and pay tickets like like charge tickets, and we did it that one time. The first time, and we expected maybe 50 people to show up, uh-huh. and we sat it for 50. Uh-huh. We only had 50 chairs in the whole fucking room. Right. And like 75 people came to the door. Right. We had to go get extra chairs and pile people in. Right. And, That's amazing. And it was amazing, and it took off from there, and we haven't, I mean, we've sold out damn near every show since then. Yeah. And that's been going for fucking five years now, I think, maybe. Right. Um, so just, that really took off, and that has sort of seated me in a position in the commu- uh, like the comedy community to be like someone to at least know so I could potentially so they could potentially get on my show sure because uh, there aren't a ton of like paid gigs in front of a packed house out in that area at all right. so if you can get on a stage where there's a, an audience who wants to see you perform it's kind of a big deal yeah so it's nice that sort of just fell into my lap and i've been able to sort of hang on to that as, as long have as I you can. felt that guys who tried to like suck your cock like they're just uh you know trying to schmooze you to to get that five minutes of time or whatever 
I, I think for to a small degree, I don't think I've had anyone who's just blatantly been like, because I think if anyone gets that aggressive about it, yeah. I will just let them do it, kind of. Okay. No, there's and I I do the show by um, invite only. Like I, I curate the show myself, and I only invite people on who I think will be a good fit for that room. Right. Um, I did have you know people who were just blasting emails every month like let me on let me on, let me on. <laughs> to me that seems like that's someone who doesn't really know what they're doing right and it's somebody who I clearly have never met yep. and and I like to know who I'm gonna put on my stage before yep. I do it so I know what to expect right and I like comedians who are safe sure I, I don't yeah. like a comedian who will go up and pop off and be all you know zippy zappy what's he gonna say next kind of guy right. Like, because I know I want to know what I'm bringing to this room, and, yes. and hopefully we can continue to bring more to the room without having that happen. So, um, and I've had to tell people that before. I've had to say, it's just not we're, you're just not a good fit for the yeah. room, and I'm sorry, but that's just how I do things, and you know. But that's comedy. I yeah. mean, you try to get a hold of any club that pays, and a lot of most clubs are just going to ignore sure. you. Sure. I, I always thought it was great when a club got back to me. Like, oh, fuck, you actually read my email or yeah. you watched my clip or whatever. There was a comedian, which most of us know who it is, but I don't need to say who the names are. But when we were still doing the open mic, that I had to legit ban from the open mic. <laughs> and I've never had to do that before. But I sure. and I my intent, my initially, I was like, I'm just going to continue to avoid them and just keep telling them that the lineup is full. Right. right, right. And then eventually they'll get the hint. Sure. And then they'll just never Leave come back, right? But it just wasn't happening. I did it for two months in a row, and I was like, "This the lineup's full. We can't have you on anymore. And then eventually I was like, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to play games with these people. Who gives a shit if this person ever talks to me ever again? Right. So I bags. sent him a message and was like, listen, you've made me uncomfortable. You've made the staff uncomfortable. We do not enjoy your comedy. I mean, albeit your own, do whatever you want to do with right. it. Take it somewhere else. Continue to do it if you feel like you have to, but you're not doing it here. You could have just told me in person, man. Yeah. And Stu has never <laughs> been back. Never so. performed there again. <laughs> Actually, you've been there. Did you perform? You've performed upstairs at least twice, if not three uh -huh. times. Right? I featured once, I think, for Bill Bouchard. Yep. Yep. And that then, was our uh, first show we ever did. The first. Really? That was the first show? Wasn't that the big, the first show we did up there? I Maybe I think because Bill was our Bill was the uh, headliner for our first show. And, uh, there we go. But I yeah. remember saying Bill was a bad choice because Bill was in the crowd work. Yeah, and our audience hadn't learned how to be an audience yet. Oh yeah, and none of them had ever been to live comedy, and they right. didn't understand that Bill wasn't like fucking with them on a personal level. Right, and it would people were too afraid to get up and go to the bar. <laughs> Anytime someone would stand up, Bill would look out and be like, you got to go take a shit? And everyone was right, like, oh, right. God. Oh, God, he's talking to me. He thinks I'm taking a shit. So there would be, it was so funny, because watching from the sidelines, there would be one brave person from the table who would go up to the bar, and they'd order, like, nine drinks. And they'd come back with this right. bucket full of nine yeah. drinks or whatever and drop them off, because only one person was willing to get up and walk in front of Bill. Right, to be brave. But Listen, I'll give you 20 bucks if you go buy me a drink. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, Bill's great that way. If people don't know, uh, look for Bill Bushart. He's the king of the Midwest cabinet. That's right. He will right. come and do your one-nighter. <laughs> Maybe we'll have him back when we kick it off again. i got to talk to the Waldorf and have them uh, figure out if we're going to even do it. Going, I haven't even spoken with them about the life of comedy there. Well, I, it was that's a good transition because I was going to ask you like how uh, the pandemic and COVID and everything else has just kind of affected your take on comedy and clearly uh the comedy was decimated um all these rooms closed a lot of guys just kind of quit or faded away yeah 
we had um we had our first show where we were going to have Trino the the, the, the magician. magician yeah and it was going to be a bit of a divergence from what we had been used to we hadn't ever had anyone who was more of a performance type situation like that and I was pretty excited to see what would happen up there and uh, that was the first show I've ever first and only show I've ever had to cancel the show on ah. and it was a real bitch it was a real bummer to sure. think about but it was right in the swing of um, COVID when it first hit. People had already begun buying tickets at that point, but yeah. we had to refund all their tickets and everything else. But, um, I mean, from my perspective, the comedy became very unnecessary very quick. Like sure. it was, um, I had been in the bit of the grind where I had stopped writing jokes and I was more interested in telling the jokes that I had already written to new people. Okay. Like I wanted to... I was done telling those jokes to the people around where I lived, and I needed to now get those jokes out into the public and into the world and be able to tell my, you know, 30 minutes or 40 minutes set that I had sort of curated, and this is how it goes. This is my 30 minutes, um, and I wanted to tell those to new people. So I was just starting to get, like, some a little bit of road work or just out-of-town stuff, and, and uh, then COVID happened and kind of shut everything down. And I found myself for the nearly the entirety of COVID not writing a single joke. It's been, I bet it's been a year and a half or better since I even wrote a joke at this point. And no part of me is like excited to go back and do that yet. Okay. I, I'm more interested in watching comedy and figuring out what it has turned into. Like sure. what the vibe of comedy is now. Did you do any Zoom shows? It sounds Nothing. like you did. Until you I, know. Uh-huh. I, did. I was offered. I mean, you, you wanted me to do a uh, host one yep. for you. It was offered. And then there were a couple other offers that I was just like, I'm not into shit. it right now. Sure. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, but I did switch gears from doing comedy and I started doing uh, Twitch. Right. I started playing video games on Twitch as sort of like an outlet for... You know, just seeing other or having other people respond to what I was creating and doing. I can't lie; I don't get it, and I'm I, probably never going to watch it, Matt. Just I so still, you know. I, I don't understand why people watch it. I don't get what's happening. Sure. Um, but Bob Fredericks yep. uh, had transitioned himself over into his downtime, became a Twitch streamer, and was really pushing it to anyone he would talk to, anybody he would meet up, or we'd have him on the as podcast an, as an avenue for them to make money or just to do shit. Sort or, of, it's like a or watch my fucking Twitch. Bob looks at it as kind of a net of uh, exposure or like a net of um, diversified entertainment, I guess, sort of. Uh, I want you to continue talking. I need to go pee like okay. a racehorse. So you just I'll hold, hold this, this and talk to people about Twitch because then I want to talk to you uh, kind of about like uh, what you were saying, like creating stuff. Okay, sure. Because I do want to talk about that. So continue. I am leaving the room. <laughs> I got to go piss, everybody. I still think that Stu would be, would be an a- asset on Twitch. I think that there's a space for Stu to do this on uh, the internet. Um, so yeah but I talked to uh, Bob and Bob was very much into this whole like you gotta try this it's gonna be the greatest of all time and he um, was pitching this as like an avenue to keep up with your fans if anybody was interested in your comedy and they still want to see you and what you're all about they could come here to Twitch and watch you do stuff now traditionally Twitch has always been you know you play video games online someone goes to your channel and watches you play video games online. And my thought on that was always like, I'm not good at video games, so I don't need to do this. There will be no point. No one is going to focus on me and watch me do this until I realized 
that Twitch and the communities that are built there have very little to do with uh, with video games. It's very much a performative art that has uh, very little to do with video games or talent in, in doing video games at all. Stu is now, I've heard the toilet flush. I hear a ruckus in the other room. I don't know if you guys can hear the dogs barking nonstop. The wean dog is, I'm going to go talk to him. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to I'm my gonna dog. Tell him what's what. I'm going to go kick a dog or two. It's all right. <laughs> so now Stu has left the room again. I've been left at the helm at the, uh, the Radio Shack tape recorder. <laughs> this is where we get to hear the sound of uh, Stu abusing animals from, uh, from, from the living room here. <laughs> All right. Uh, what was I saying? I was talking about Twitch. Uh, I assume Stu wants to hear most of this, or at least uh, wants to pretend to hear most of this. <laughs> so we'll just uh, we'll, we'll hang out here for a second. Um, you guys can find... Oh, here you go. That's a plug for me. You guys can find me on Twitch. You can go to Mattopoly83. That's my Twitch handle. So you go to twitch.tv slash Mattopoly83. That's M-A-T-T-O-P-O-L-Y-8-3. And you can find me there. I try to stream uh, nightly if I can help it. If I've got time each night, it's usually pretty fucking late. Um, but we play video games. We do all kinds of dumb shit with the community that we've built up on Twitch. Uh, it's more, it's very performative. Uh, there are channel points that you can redeem to make the streamer do something stupid. I have a, uh, raptor mask, like the dinosaur mask, um, that I, people can force me to put on by redeeming channel points. We play weird games with the community. We'll play games like, um, Quiplash and those Jackbox Party Pack type games where people can join in with stuff. The cat has now manifested that's cow, that's itself. Cow cat. Cow cat's on he, the couch. trapped upstairs with the dogs. Nice. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll let you be free. I see. You, you don't bark. Your conversation with the dogs <laughs> did not has work. Helped. It did not take. <laughs> it's like, you sons of bitches. I, um, I had, uh, Wean Dog was on a whole slew of medications. Okay. Some anti-anxiety meds, and she's got, like, an allergy to poultry and life, I think. Sure. So. Yeah. I decided to eventually take her off the anti-anxiety yeah, medication. Just go straight with a coleslaw diet. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but coleslaw. Enjoy, you fuckers. <laughs> just, I just give her the whole thing <laughs> every day. Just here's your fucking food. Eat this shit, you bitch. <laughs> but she never seemed to change or improve right, yeah. with the med. So I'm like, why am I fucking paying for this shit? If she's a lunatic, I might as well not pay for it. <laughs> So I, I don't know. She's just, it's weird. It's only when people are in the house. Yeah. Like, if we were outside, she wouldn't give a shit. But people come in the house, and she acts like a fucking lunatic. Sure. So so I did want to talk to you about, like, the content stuff. Because I know uh, you were talking about Bob was saying, hey, it's an avenue to kind of be creative sure. or whatever sure. this is. And I enjoy that perspective. I, I respect that perspective. But at the same time, I hate that fucking word, content. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think just because you're making shit doesn't mean it's good. Yep. Um, like that's I feel that way about this podcast, right? <laughs> I do this podcast every fucking day, and I'm like, is it any good? And well, I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it isn't. Well, I listen every single day. Right, so that, thank you very right. much. You got one. I'm one I got of the one. six. You're one of the six. We got six listeners, so that's great. So, um, but so what Bob is talking about, like sort of diversifying your your path to your end 
user, <laughs> like your your fan, okay. whoever you consider to be your a fan of yours. Right. And um, so he's throwing out content on YouTube, on Twitch, on somewhat on Facebook, but oh. not so much anymore. And just any way that you can connect with somebody on a more personal level. But what I'm saying about Twitch is that it is absolutely not about playing video games. Like that, oh. is, that is not why so people the, are there. It, it's the interaction? And sort of what video games become are kind of the space between when you're interacting with your chat. Okay. So imagine having like an AOL chat room, uh-huh. right? But also with a camera feed to somebody that you want to watch do stuff. So you're talking to them, you're talking to each other, okay. you're supporting everyone. It's very much a networking web Twitch has become. Uh, you support other streamers. Uh, other people support you via forms of uh, things called bits. Okay. And they, it's all, this is going to sound real stupid to anyone who's not really uh, inclinated with the whole Twitch thing. But Sure. So you, you purchase bits from Twitch and then you give them away <laughs> to um, streamers that you like, right? Oh, so it's like a tip or something? Yes, is that che- it? It's called okay. Cheers, but yes, essentially it's a, cheers. Way of, it's a way of tipping a performer that you enjoy mm. or just supporting somebody, right? Um, so it costs you roughly two cents to buy a bit. Oh. And then you give the bit to me, and I can. it becomes a penny. It's, it becomes one cent oh. when I cash it in. So that's how Twitch is so making So Twitch their, gets their yeah, cent, and yep. you get your cent. Off, oh, of, interesting. off of the purchaser end, they get their money, and then I just get whatever I get from the bits. <clears throat> I've never, I've never looked at Twitch. Uh, it doesn't seem to interest me. I sure. mean, you're you're making it more interesting now. Maybe I will look at it. But is it all just video games? Nope. Are people doing other things on it? So a friend of ours, Adam West. Yes. He has his game show that he has created called Go Fuck Yourself, Adam West. Jesus. And he perf- uh, he does that live on Twitch. Um, is that like a trivia game? He it's does? a trivia game, um, and it's very interesting. If you're a fan, uh, he's. On, on Twitch under the name Danger West, but okay. you have to use threes instead of E's. So both oh. of the... Yeah, it's I hate you, Adam West. Right, right, I know right. you're not listening, but so, you go fuck yourself, Adam West. Go, go <laughs> um, so if you find Adam West, um, what he does is he gives the guest an opportunity to pick a subject. It can All be right. as vague as they want to be or as very granular and very specific as they want it to be. Huh. And then Adam will create a 10... Word, a ten question quiz around that subject and then you will ask them these questions so potentially you should be prepared to answer all of the you should know a lot about the thing that you tell him yeah to, to make the quiz, yeah. quiz about right so he'll ask you 10 questions if you get it wrong you have to take a shot if adam or if you get it right so are adam, you doing this live yes it's all happening is he over uh, zoom okay all right all right so he's having people zoom in uh, and they'll have a a, a bottle of booze or whatever they decide to take their shots from right and so if you get it right adam is forced to take a shot so by the time this is over 10 shots will have been taken someone's fucked either up. someone's gonna die or you're both kind of evenly sure fucked up at the end huh. um and then one the whole point of it is at one point if you just get a question that you just don't know the answer to you can use your go fuck yourself adam west oh. and he just has to take a shot and you skip the question, basically. So he created this game just because he's an alcoholic. Yeah, an excuse he wants to, to get drink. hammered. Yep. Does and he does this daily, weekly. No, it's it. I think his intentions were to do it weekly. Uh-huh. But I think kind of life happens. Yeah, life you know? gets in the way. Um, I was able to do one of his live episodes. Like I was in person. He came oh. to my house to record what? my podcast, 
and we did an episode of his show live in my kitchen, mm. which is on his YouTube channel. So if That's you want to check that out, go find that. I on, might have. Is YouTube. that West with a three? No, I think it's. Freaking uh, asshole. I think it might be the Wild West Jesus or something. Jesus Christ. Okay. But another thing about Twitch and why it's fucked is the the searchability on Twitch is pretty is pretty bad. Yeah, the the Ugh. discoverability on Twitch is pretty low. Is it but like Twitch TV? It's Twitch TV oh, slash God whatever your it. name is slash three E's yeah. with a and three. Mine, mine is Madopoly eighty three. Oh God! Um, and I, you, it's like, never happening. Yeah, Matt. no, you'll it's never, never find happening. it. Like legit <laughs> posting links directly on Facebook, and no. people just do not care. Well, I think this is the algorithm thing, I think, fighting you. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't like when you actually post the link in sure. your status. They, it's easier if you post it as a comment. I don't understand it. I, I try not to fight it. It, yeah. it blows my mind What's away. What about, I mean, what, what is, it's not good, but what what I have found to be the case is people also did not follow my comment. Like, my family, my friend, my direct family, my yep. friends yep. did not care at all about my comedy or anything else, and they don't care about this either. So I'm not like, <laughs> like I'm not, and they don't care yeah, about. I'm it. not in the dark at all about sure. any of this stuff. I, I totally get what why they don't care about any of it, but sure. they don't. So my the only exposure I have is to either other comedians who happen to also be on Twitch, or just random fucking people who show up. And so stick around. Do you ha- would you say that you have fans on Twitch that you're like I don't know who the fuck this is. Like they'll show up regularly. Yes, good in a That's weird great. way. But we've you become familiar with them. Yeah. Like now I know who these people are. Sure. I've been on Twitch for roughly five months. Yeah. And there are people who will come into my channel when I start streaming. They uh-huh. get a notification on their phone once yeah. you follow someone. You get a notification when they go live. Uh huh. And people will show up and be like, I noticed you went live. What's up, dude? And I wanted to come in and, and say hello. And they will come in, and every once in a while, they'll throw some bits at you. Huh. There's a subscription service as well, so you can subscribe to Is a channel. Is that like a Patreon or something? Kind of. Uh-huh. It's $6 okay. a month All right. to subscribe to a channel. Now, there are supposedly perks to subscribing. You get uh, access to like sub-only streams. You get access to um, your emotes. Each channel has their own... Specific God. emotes that you create and make, and people can use. It's like you're speaking Klingon, yeah, dude. Right, I'm right, like, right. God damn, man. So, but it, okay, then just think of it as Patreon, right? Someone yes. really likes what you're doing. They want a way to support you. Yeah. The best way they can support you is just by giving you this monthly, yes, uh, the subscription, income, right? yes. monthly thing. Um, so that is all part of it as well. Uh-huh. A lot of it is like, I like this streamer, so I'm going to sub to their channel, and in turn, they will then sub to my channel as kind of like a networking sort of thing and that's what the beginnings of twitch are very much like you've got to you very much have to like give back what you're getting from other streamers and then once you become kind of friends with other streamers you do this thing called rating a channel again this is all gibberish yes but like so say i'm performing or whatever say i'm playing i do play video games but it is clearly not about the video games right it's not about you're not turning pro right yeah i'm (laughs) not good at any of these video games but it's mostly for people to come and watch me be bad at video games are you telling jokes while you're doing not not jokes but conversationally okay i'll talk to someone in the chat they'll mention something i'll make fun of stuff i'll talk about what we're seeing on the screen and it's all just observational whatever right it also there's there are things that the chat can make you do, but I get to I set them all up. So I have a, a raptor dinosaur mask. What? 
And so you if, wear it while you're playing. Oh, but but if people uh, use their channel points to make me do it, I have a thing where you can redeem points to force me to play video games while wearing this stupid mask for five minutes. I was gonna say it starts to sound like an eyes closed shut sort sure, of thing. Sure, right, 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 right. <laughs> um, and there's other different stuff. I do a thing where I let people redeem a movie trailer, and I will do I will read the synopsis of a film as if it were a rom com. Okay. And it's any movie. So people obviously are going to throw things at me like Schindler's List Jesus. or uh, Sophie's Choice or just horror films. Right. But I read Saw. them. Yeah, I read them back in the, the style of a rom-com. I put a little music bed behind it. Right. And I'm like, little did he know that around the corner was a masked man trying to kill him. You know, right, and it's right. just so like the whole and people get a kick out of that. Sure. So they'll come back in. And in order to get channel points, you have to hang out at the channel. So the longer yeah. you watch the more points you get, yeah, and then you can redeem them to do something fun with the streamer. How many people are on Twitch? Thousands. Hundreds of thousands See, of that's people. the thing, too, of, like, there's so many people. It's like podcasts. Right. There's so much out there that you're like, fuck. And that, you and I have had numerous conversations about this. Please, everybody out there, have no delusions. There's no money to be made from this shit. Sure, yeah. I have dumped, with it, including the computer... And then all the fun shit, the microphones, the mic arms, the lighting, the mixers, all the bullshit that I've that gotten. That sounds like a name when you say that, mic arms. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've gotten probably, I don't know, probably close, close to four grand worth of God shit. God damn. Just rolled up into this hobby. That's and why I have a Radio Shack tape is, recorder. So, But I'm not doing open mics, right? So yeah. I'm not... I'm not constantly traveling. I'm not putting gas in the car. Right. I'm not eating shitty bar food. I'm not overpaying for soda. I'm not doing any right, of this right. shit that like, I would normally be doing as an outlet for that. So I noticed that sort of my comedy budget was just sort of hanging around. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do this. It's fun for me. I'm going to use this damn computer forever. I use it now for the podcast. I edit with it for the YouTube stuff. What's editing? Right, right. <laughs> um, but it's all part of now... It's sort of become like vaguely justifiable over the time that I've had it, right? And now I am starting to get people that are showing up, supporting the channel, subbing, dropping off bits. The other day, un, like unrelated to anything, I've never met this person in my life. They came in. Okay, I was telling you about what a yeah. rate, rate is, right? Yes. So let's say I'm, I'm playing video games and I've got like 15 people all watching me, right? Uh -huh. So like when you're doing a Facebook Live, right? You can see yeah. how many people are on watching. Now imagine you could take that Facebook Live audience and say, you know who I think is awesome? This other guy on Facebook. So I'm going to take all of you that are watching me and I'm going to send you over to their channel because they are live right now too and you'll all get to watch him. Huh. Right. So that's what rating on, on Twitch is. Great. At the end of my stream, when I'm done, I'm ready to shut the thing down and go to bed, I will take everyone who's still watching me and we can send them over to another channel who's already live, right? Weird. So what that happened to me, and when you get rated by someone who's big, it's amazing. Like you end yeah. up getting a ton of followers. People will just sub to your channel for no reason as like a support thing for the, the guy who brought them to you or whatever. And uh, so I had someone raid my channel and out of those people, someone just started tossing bits right. at me. It was like a hundred bits. And I'm like, oh sweet, that's a buck. That's a dollar just for right. no reason. Right. And then he, start, he throws five bucks at me. And I'm like, why? I don't even know you. Right. And I'm trying to play video games while all this is happening. And, of course, it shows up on the screen. A big flash comes up and little little videos play when someone, um, you know, throws bits at you. And yeah. it, it makes it a big deal. It makes it super hype. And everyone's like, oh, my God, someone's going crazy, throwing bits everywhere. 
And the guy ended up dropping off, uh, I think it was 7,600 bits by the time that stream was over. Wow. Which ends up being $75, like, right. you know, for me. Right. Which means that person paid $150 to get those bits to then just turn around and give them, never met them in my life, wow. first time they were there. And uh, so shit like that happens kind of regularly, you know? Uh, not super regularly, but if there's enough people hanging around in your channel and they feel like there's getting enough content out of it, there are a ton of people who legit just sit in the corner with a microphone or with a camera on their face and they just play Call of Duty, Warzone or whatever. Right. Never speak. They don't talk to the crowd, the audience. They don't talk to their followers or anything. And those people don't get any, like, they don't get any play. They don't get There's any. There's no interaction. Yeah. Right, they might right. have You're two people the watching them forever, right. ever, right? And they right. never get any bigger than that. Right. Where I am trying to figure out what these people actually want to see and do and make me do. You guys realize I'm, I suck at this game, yeah, right? That is what a, game do you play? I a large know. portion of me on Twitch is being like, I don't know why you guys are here. I'm very bad at this, but thank you for being here. You play Madden? No, I play, um, <laughs> there's a zombie game called Seven Days to Die. All right. Uh, and then I play a game called Rocket League, which is soccer with cars. What? Yeah, you, uh, you're you on a team with other cars, and you're trying to drive a giant oversized ball into a uh, net oh. on the other oh, end. Yeah. That sounds so cool. It's a very fun game. Fun. Um, and a lot of people play that stuff. I found it's it's more, you get more play out of like a very niche sort of market, like a game that not a ton of people play. Everyone's playing Fortnite. Everyone's playing Call of Duty, everyone's yeah, playing yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll have a huge pool of people to choose from. Right. But if you play a game that's less known or less sure. followed, there'll be a much smaller pool so you can start to become like a larger fish in a much smaller pond yeah. that way. And that's kind of the way that I'm hoping to do stuff. But I mean, I'll play uh, Monopoly online because of my theme, like Madopoly is my... Oh, right. So yeah, I've got everything themed yeah. with board game shit. Yeah. There are um, redeemable point things that you can do to play a sound. Uh -huh. So it'll 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 trigger a sound over my stream. And I've got them all set up for old um, board game commercials from back in the 80s and 90s. So it'll be like, guess who? The theme song for <laughs> guess who? The theme song for Connect 4 will play. Uh. So it's all board game themed. And it's, it is a good idea, I think, to try to focus your theme on something specific because if you hit the right person who's into that shit they'll stick around forever and we've had people on the channel who have been subscribed to my channel for the last like four or five months mm -hmm. and they're just hanging around they just That's it cool, becomes man. part of their like go to i need something to do right now he's streaming online i'm gonna go check him out yeah and that's the thing that i've always told people like don't you i mean it's nice to have your friends or family yep. follow you but they're not the ones who no. fucking you give a shit about. You want people you don't even really know. So there's, I got people uh, in Minnesota, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, South Carolina who listen to this fucking thing. God knows why. Right. And they communicate with me on a regular basis. And I've never fucking met them. And it's weird. Yeah. It is a, it's a very cool feeling. Yeah, there are people on Twitch who are there so often that you can turn them into moderators for your channel. Who can essentially, <laughs> they can control what happens in the mm -hmm. chat. They can kick people out if they're being bitches. If someone could, Well, you said someone fucking raided you yeah. or something, right? So like, we had someone, were like negative in a way. Yep, we had someone raid the channel who was super fucking racist. They were putting Jeez. like swastikas in the chat and shit and just being a total, just an overall ass bag. And we were playing a game. I don't know if you've ever played the Jackbox Party Games. No idea. You can... Like they used to do them at Louis before the game would start. They okay. play a game called uh, Quiplash. 
I remember and that. They yeah. put it up on the big screen, and you just answer a question. Yeah. And you would participate from the audience. Yeah. Your answer would go up on the big screen. Interesting. Well, that's what these guys were doing, except they were putting Being like racist. Yeah, shit like N word. Yeah. Just every all over the place, and yeah. I of course had to shut it down so like super fast. Unfortunately, I, you do let a few things get out there, but you try your best to stop it from happening. And then, of course, you've got to play the, the whole apology to anyone who's watching yes, and yes. all that shit. And it yeah. becomes a question of, do I even want to do this? Do I even want to allow that ah, shit that to happen? That sucks balls, man. That right. some fuckface comes along and interferes with what you want to do. For sure. So mm-hmm. that stuff happens. It can be a pretty toxic place on occasion. Right. But overall, a vast majority of my experience on Twitch has been very positive. Nice. And very uh, like welcoming. Like the whole community thing is is very much. But now someone like you, uh-huh. I think, could do this podcast. Uh-huh. I just don't talk to anybody. Don't even fucking worry about the chat. Let them yeah, just talk. Yeah. You don't have to focus on it or do anything. But like you could do your Tonight Tonight with Stu McAllister uh-huh. would play super well on Twitch. Oh, fuck. Because you could do the clip segments, the pre-done videos, just pull them up on the stream and let people watch them. The audio would be perfect, not sure. like it was during our live show. <laughs> and all of that shit. You could have guests on from, for, you know, anywhere. Like these people you're talking to in New Jersey. Or right. whatever. You could have people come on the show. And I think that that would be an avenue where you could bring back Tonight Tonight and, and be able to make it essentially what it was plus more. Like it, it has room to grow on an avenue like that, I think. I can't. Lie, Matt. That's my new phrase. I can't lie. Sure, I don't know if yeah. I've ever said that on the podcast before. But I I miss that show. Mm-hmm. For the for those who are new to it, uh, Matt and I we did a talk show. It started with our buddy Andy Bledsoe, who was the host, and we all we ripped off late night, is mm-hmm. what it was. It was very much built in that format. And then Andy uh, life got in the way for him, so I took over the hosting duties, and uh, Matt was the sidekick. And uh, I, I enjoyed it, man. And it, to be perfectly honest, if the venue had been better, fuck, it still might be, still going, be going today. Yeah, for sure. The venue fucking had zero interest in trying to promote and support it. And, and then, I, uh, I loved producing those pre-recorded segments. <laughs> yes, Those yes. were so fun to right. do, these dumb throwaway. Like, they're, they're an idea you might have had. That you'd never use on stage, right. you'd never do anything with it. But like, fuck it, let's make a little dumb commercial, a fake commercial right. for the Tonight Show thing. Like, oh, it was so fun to do yeah. those. But those would play on uh, Twitch. I'm well, telling you, maybe something to consider in the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll just if, get... if another pandemic comes along <laughs> and destroys half of the fucking population, maybe right. we'll we'll bring back Tonight Tonight. Get people throwing pennies at you all day. <laughs> just keep them coming. Yeah. Dude, we're almost at an hour and a half. Oh, this shit. has become w- much longer than uh, the normal podcast for me. So uh, I, I don't want to say we got to wrap it you up. Got a part one, part two. I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't want to become like Joe Rogan. For like, sure. I know Joe's, like, Joe's short podcasts are like two and a half hours. This is long for me. Like, we used to, before COVID happened, we used to just run until we stopped, right? So we'd, sure, on occasion, yeah. we'd get like a two and a half hour long episode. But since COVID happened, we are restricted to Zoom meetings, and I am so fucking poor that I don't pay for Zoom. So it's only 40-minute chunks. We do two 40-minute chunks with a break in between. I'm not going to lie, Matt. That's perfect. That's all we need, yeah. And I've found that it has structured the podcast in a way that makes it flow better. It makes it easier on the guests. It makes us not have to fucking ramble for shit to talk about. 
I don't have to pull as many clips, and I don't have to worry about filling in that much time anymore. It's way better this way. So so many podcasts that I've listened to, it's just guys kind of rambling with no agenda. Yep. And so they become like these four-hour marathons. Yep. But legitimately, I'm like, edit, bitches. This could have been a 30-minute podcast, you stupid fucks. Yeah, it should have been an email. <laughs> yes. You're wasting my time, you fucking assholes. So uh, maybe Zoom has been good for your podcast I think that so. way. But uh, is there anything that you wanted to cover? Hmm. Anything that you wanted to discuss that you haven't already? Like just to point people at or just well, talk I mean, about anything? Well, I mean, anything. Because I'd ask you, I'm like, hey, you, come up with some ideas or anything. You sent me some, uh, or you, yeah, you said to bring some stories if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah. And I had my wife dig through some internet. My wife. And she was like, because I couldn't, I was working today. And sure. I was like, I got to have something to talk about in yeah. case this is what it comes down to. So she sent me a couple of stories that I thought might be interesting. Uh, because it's graduation time, I yeah. don't know if you read this story or heard about this, but know. in San Antonio, there was a, school, a high school where half of the senior class got suspended. What? For a prank that they all oh, did. Oh, God. And they forked the field. They they took plastic forks. Oh, and just put them on and the football field? And they just took them out and stuffed, like stabbed them into the football field. And then a few of them went inside the school and I guess filled a couple of rooms with like balloons. Uh-huh. Excuse me, it's that uh, fucking coleslaw. Um, <laughs> filled a couple of the rooms with balloons and other just kind of random stuff. Nothing was vandalized. Nothing yeah. was permanent. No graffiti. No yeah. nothing. And they are suspending these kids who are now afraid that they're not going to get like their honors uh, oh, cords and no. shit when they graduate and stuff. Oh. Um, and they, they were, there are people in this town that are just like, they fucking, they forked the, like, calm the fuck That's down. That's like one of the dumbest yeah. pranks of all time. Like the, harmless. Yes, the most harmless and the most, like, low-key sort sure. of prank. You, we you know. filled your cubicle with balloons. Yep, yep. Oh, and we're so wacky. So that was a thing that she sent me. Jesus uh, Christ. I, I To me, that says a lot about that administration of, like, this entire year where probably a good portion of the time these kids weren't even in the school Everything was done through Zoom. They haven't seen each other, whatever. And the most, the worst thing they fucking did was fork the field. Yeah, the you softest fucking asshole fucking administration. At my high school, someone spray painted Kenzie sucks Piper's dick. That Ken's, <laughs> Kenzie was the gym teacher and Piper was the principal. And we will always, I actually brought it up like two weeks ago with a classmate of mine. Right. I was like, uh, cause I, I got, um, uh, an Instagram friend request or whatever from from this girl I went to high school with. I'm yeah. like, I thought I was already friends with you on Instagram, and then they so I'm like, all right, follow. And then they started messaging me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this is weird. And then I quickly realized, oh, this is not Cheryl. So then I I because then they started talking about like cryptocurrency or whatever, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, Cheryl. What was the name of our principal in high school? And then they stopped talking to me. They're like, oh, you fucking assholes. So I messaged the real one. I'm like, yeah, we all know fucking Kenzie sucked Piper's dick. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, oh, shit. That's, yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you is what did you guys do if you did anything? But well, for, that's what we did. For ours, <laughs> uh, um, one of the students drove, one of the students was the son of a teacher, and they drove their minivan, they drove their mom's minivan, who was a teacher at the yeah, high school, yeah, yeah. out onto the practice field oh boy. and left it there overnight. Uh-huh. Well, during the night, it stormed really bad. Like, a lot of rain happened. Yeah. And when they went out there, they're like, oh, funny, there's a vehicle out on the practice field. And they went out to retrieve it to come back in, and they fucked that field 
so hard. Like it was meant to be right. just this little silly. Yeah, silly little thing. Like, oh, not only is it a vehicle, but it's one of the teacher's vehicles out on the field. Right. Um, but then they got that thing stuck so hard oh, in that no. field. Just tore it up. It so, just sank in. Yeah, that, uh, that totally fucked up the field funny. for a minute. We had somebody uh spray paint the side the outside of the second floor window uh of the um uh cafeteria. Uh, swastika. Big, big open I don't even remember what they put on it. <laughs> Um, so that happened for one of them. We had people release like crickets in the hallways at night one year. Um, and then they like Vaseline the railings on all uh, of the, um, sure. stairwells and shit like that. But nothing like crazy. Great. Nothing, nothing like forking the yeah, wheel. Right. I mean, <laughs> they, would they waste like three boxes of plastic forks? Right, and that was the problem. Right, but, exactly. So yeah, we did shit like that. We had Stupid. one year, um, that, which this wasn't a prank. I mean, it, it kind of turned out to be a prank, but it wasn't intended to be. Um, the track coach took their truck on the track with their plow. It was during winter, and they were trying to clear the track to let their kids be able to run. Oh, did they scrape too They eight? fucking ruined oh. That track had just gotten redone oh. the year prior, and it hadn't even been run on yet. Like They redid wow. it at the end of the season, and then snow came. And then he was like, we're going to get on the field right now. we got to use this brand new field, this brand new track. We're going to use it as soon as possible. So he went out there to scrape off the snow and just tore the fuck oh, out God. a brand new track that they had put Fired? Down. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're fired, you dumb fuck. So that's the sort of shit you run into uh, in our little podunk nowhere town. But That's awful. And then she sent me another one about some guy who got wrongly accused of uh, murder and released after 30 years. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but I was like, that's a little, that's a rough one. That's a yeah. little downer. I actually, I wanted to talk about Friends. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch Friends at all? I did. No. Yeah. Was, so are you apparently on HBO Max? The Friends reunion is happening. I've seen a rumble of that. I don't know what yeah. the hell it even is about. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I I don't. I'm like, is it like it's the sitcom, or is it just like the actors all sitting down together reminiscing? Right. About are the they going to talk about the show? Or? Right. Right. And that's uh, it's on HBO Max now, which I get for free. Are you a fan of that like of the the actors talk about the thing after removed like this not, I mean, right? like, not really or like there was the the shows that were like the talking dead or the talking whatever like uh, I mean, the game of thrones show yeah that would, uh-huh. they would air immediately after an episode right. yeah and, no i never watched yeah i, I didn't, I hated I didn't those. care yeah because i'm like it, it kind of ruins shit to me to be perfectly honest right and I don't really give a fuck what the actor thinks. That's, Go, yeah. fuck you. I'd rather talk to my friends about what they thought yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, it's, uh, and I, I'm not going to I love Friends, mm-hmm. but then I, I probably didn't watch the last two or three seasons. I just didn't care. Like, once fucking, uh, once Chandler and Monica got married, yep. I didn't give a fuck. Who was your girl? Out of the, the three. Uh, it was probably fucking Monica. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got a thing for Courtney Cox. I sure. don't know why. Yeah. I give her my Cox. That's right. I don't yeah. know why. She's got a thing for Cox. Everybody, for sure. Well, n- now, as an adult and a human being, it's clearly Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah. But because uh, Courtney, Jesus Christ, what happened to her? Yeah. Man? She decided she liked plastic, uh, I guess. For sure. And she looks weird. A little too much cougar town. And, Something yeah. crazy. Tried to stay working. She tried to stay relevant and working, I think, a little too, too hard. I, and. Yeah, it just turned out looking looking crazy. The the what was it? Scream three. Yeah. When she had that awful fucking bang haircut, or whatever. That's when I was like, oh, what the fuck's going on, Courtney? God damn it! But I just remember her the first time when she appeared on the uh, 
the Bruce Springsteen video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he pulled her like on stage, and they're all dancing on stage. Like, oh, who? Yes, exactly. Who's this hot chick? <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, she's the greatest of all time. And now you're like, oh, she's scary as shit. Yeah. And it's weird how Lisa Kudrow is like almost like ten years older than all those other people. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Holy fuck. But I was a fan. I mean, I I was a fan of Lisa Kudrow just because she was quirky, weird, and and well, she know. was a Growling member too, oh, yeah. I believe. Like she was the she was the comedic one out of everybody with her chops. So I. I will probably watch it. I have no idea what to expect from all of it. Yeah. But it, and it's one of those things like, why the fuck is this happening? Yeah, that's... Like, I, I don't know why the fuck And how happening. many of them are they going to do? I mean, I know they're already... I think they, they're either bringing back or already brought back Punky Brewster. Uh, Jesus, is there a reason? Right, right. And there's just so many of these things are rehashing ideas. Like, is it true that just nobody has fucking ideas anymore? Yeah, we're because all dumb. I get, we're just, we're out of them, right? We've used them all up, and there's none left, and we just have to keep digging up and rehashing these same ideas over and over again. We are dumb as fuck. Yes. Uh, we got, it's over an hour and a yeah, half, let's do it. We, we need to end it. So, uh, I know we've, the majority of the podcast has been about another episode Yeah, of just podcast. a plug. This whole thing is a plug for me. <laughs> it's been a paid plug. Matt has paid me, <laughs> yep. uh, with coleslaw. He actually brought the coleslaw. <laughs> He's a huge fan of the coleslaw. I'm the one who's never eaten coleslaw before. But... <laughs> Big twist, the M. Night Shyamalan ending. <laughs> <laughs> So go listen to the podcast every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform. Another episode of podcast. Listen, Stu says this every time, every day he says this, but I'm here now. Matt so is if, saying it if now. If you don't listen now, you're offending me personally. Oh my god! What is the uh, what's the one next week? What are you doing next week? Oh fuck! Uh, we just recorded it. What did I just say? We recorded. God, it's such a uh, fog. Well, I know uh, how you are now. I wish. You gave me the heads up on shit because you make the Facebook post. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I would have answered the question, but I didn't see it or yeah, whatever, so I'd we, miss out. We, normally we have one in the can, and we have one waiting, so, yeah. and we have lost that. So we need, What happened? We, we, uh, we just didn't record for a uh, week. I know you went on vacation yeah, for a and, yeah, and we yeah. made sure we had enough to cover that, but sure. we never re- redid it again. So uh, now we are up to date, You're basically. doing week to week yeah. now, so... Which is kind of a bummer. You recorded it last night, mm-hmm. and, and I already... I can't remember what it was. Hold on. It, it clearly it. meant a whole lot to you. I know we recorded it with uh, Joe Elder was the guest. Huh. And we recorded Was it an MMA movie? <laughs> no, no, no. Wait for it. Uh, Need it. The Truman Show. Jesus. We oh, talked about it already. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Sure, yeah. The weird, quirky kind of thing. So the so. Truman Show is coming out there Wednesday. Go. And then the next one after that, uh, I don't remember. Well, you need to let me know when you want to do Back to the Future 3. Because summer we've done rental. 1 and 2. We're doing Summer oh, Rental. Oh, you're doing Summer John Candy? Yeah. You're a fucking huge fan of John Candy. Well, man. it was just the time. I mean, it was that uh-huh. mid-80s sort sure. of, yeah. Uh, again, never seen it. Yeah. Somehow I've never seen the John Candy movie. I don't so know you why. didn't see the other one too? It's basically the same movie. I hadn't, yeah, I never. Uh, the Great Outdoors? The great, I'd never seen The Great Outdoors. But you, did you watch it? I did. Okay. With the bear, it's, right? It's pretty similar to The Great Outdoors. I somehow knew about the whole, like, Eating the steak thing. Yeah, yep. He's like, I'm not eating the, the steak. And the guy's like, You gotta eat the grizzle. You gotta eat the grizzle. The big 76er there. You gotta eat the grizzle. I want to be that guy in a movie. I just want to be the guy. Uh, the, the weird cook who yep. comes up. You gotta fucking eat this just shit. Wearing a blood soaked apron. <laughs> Got a hatch in your yeah. hand. You gotta fucking eat the grizzle. That, that's, a good, that's a good part. Because yeah. everybody fucking remembers that. For sure. Have you seen Cannonball Run ever? Well, you are walking out of this house with, with the DVD, nice. and I want you to watch it 
because uh, it it meant a lot to me right. back then, and I enjoyed it when I saw it last week. So hopefully you can watch. Be like, oh yeah, this is good. Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, Jackie Chan, uh, fucking Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, who's who's the fucking drunk guy that he always was with? Uh, Sammy Davis and uh, Dean Martin. Yeah, Dean. I want to keep saying Dean Kane. They're like that guy's an asshole. It was not Dean Kane. So you will walk out of the house with that movie, and that'll be the greatest of all time. Perfect. So uh, all right, that's it. Unless you got anything else, just go watch me on Twitch, Mattopoly eighty three. Yeah, there you go. Plug that. No, here are the other plugs. We already kind of, we did our fake uh, Sunday slaw. That's uh, Adam House and Stephanie Booms. They eat coleslaw every not Sunday. Lie. Not gonna lie, every week when you said Stephanie Booms for the first probably four or five weeks, oh, I God. thought you were saying boobs. <laughs> and I was like, why is he calling this woman Stephanie Boobs? Stephanie Boobs. Because that's how you would say it. And by the end, it sort of trailed off. And I was like, does this woman know he's calling her Stephanie Boobs? But, well, when I went and I talked with them. Uh, I was like, all right, say your names for the audience. Yep. And she said, Stephanie House. I'm like, what? I saw, I heard that, yeah. So. Blew my mind away. I still will call her Stephanie Boom. So. Facebook official. You got to make it. Yeah, you got to make it Facebook official. Okay. So follow their uh, page on Facebook, the Sunday Slaw, the Coleslaw all the time. It's good stuff. And if you live in the Detroit area, let them know where they can get some good coleslaw. I think they will go out of their way for coleslaw, Matt. Will you go out of your way? <laughs> I will not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Meyer Classic Coleslaw. That's what you... The, that's there you go. Next on the list. It's classic. Uh, then we got uh, Magic JBM. It's John B. Midgley. Rhymes with... <laughs> Fidgley? That's yeah, you are. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what else is that. But uh, John is very good at magic. I have seen him on a Zoom show. He Like a comedian, he did a Zoom show. And uh, it was amazing. And like, Matt, you know, I love it. Do you like magic? I like I respect magic. I am not yes. one of the type I I realize how it's done most of the time. Sure. But I am very much a fan of the craft of it. Yes. Right? It's like comedy. Yeah. Like I sure. get it. And I'm like going, "All right, he just did something. I can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like fucking he's created something out of nothing. But uh, he's very good at it. So go follow his page, Magic JBM. Then we got uh the whole thing donut shop. In Forney, Texas, gourmet donut shop. Do you like donuts, man? Oh, I'll eat a donut for sure. Do you like yeah. gourmet donuts? I yeah. I, well, fuck yeah. If you ever go to Dallas, then you know where you need to go. That's it. Drop drop the elemental podcast name. Zero percent discount. That's right. I'm telling you. So uh, please go like their page, and if you do ever go to Dallas, go check them out too. Forney is a suburb. And last but not least, blissful cravings, crafts, and gifts. Uh, she can make you some coasters, like that coaster right there, Matt. That Buffalo Bills nice. coaster. She made that coaster. She made that. That's a quality coaster. I know. That's that's good coaster. Yeah. It's weird, right? She made a uh, coaster for us. She made some uh, face masks for Jamie for the Rona. She made us some baked goods, choco bombs, brownies, things of that nature. So go like her Facebook page, Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts, and uh, message her and see if she's got something you want. And uh, other than that, we're done. Uh, sign up for the Patreon. Sign up for my Patreon if you could. Give me five bucks. That's, that's right. uh, one less Starbucks drink a month for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. So uh, that's it. We'll see you tomorrow for more Patreon. Go follow Matt on Twitch. Go listen to his podcast. And that's it. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs)